G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, you may have heard the news on the weekend. There is a significant development involving the Australian Christian lobby's Lyle Shelton. Lyle Shelton is making a move to stand in federal politics at the next federal election. So on the weekend, he announced his resignation from the Australian Christian lobby. And then yesterday, it was announced that he would be joining the Australian Conservatives, the party led by Corey Bernardi, and he'll become the party's federal communications director. It's not entirely unexpected. So at the Australian Christian Lobby now, there are movements, of course, too, because the former chief of staff, Martin Isles, is assuming the position of managing director of the Australian Christian Lobby. So let's get some more insights about the changes. Martin Isles, welcome along to 2020. G'day, Neil. It's good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Uh, Significant movements across the weekend, Martin, and uh, one of those, of course, uh, we can offer congratulations to you on a rise to uh, this new spokesman position as being Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Uh, But this, uh, this, I imagine, was not something completely unexpected at your end. Well, uh, yeah, well, it's something that was raised with me uh, at the conclusion of the marriage campaign. Um, I mean, it's great news, obviously, that Lyle uh, has seen an opportunity uh, for him to step forward into partisan politics. He sensed a calling in that direction. Um, and I think we're all very, very happy uh, that uh, he's able to go into that uh, field and continue to do great work. I mean, um, Romans 13 says that our politicians are ministers of God and servants of God, and I've always been of the firm opinion that there's no one better to fulfill that role than Christians, and I don't think there's anyone that would disagree that uh, we need politicians of conviction, uh, politicians of strong belief in today's environment. But uh, yeah, it's been great. Uh, it's been exciting for me, I suppose, to take on the role, but one that is uh, obviously full of great responsibility, um, and I look forward to it. Martin, you're not coming as an outsider into this new role. I mentioned that you have been the chief of staff at the Australian Christian Lobby. So with all of the ups and downs, with all of the controversies, you've been there, uh, perhaps just a little in the background, but right in the middle of all of those. Uh, Just give us a quick, uh, in a nutshell, description of the sort of role that you've played in these recent years and through uh, the tumultuous times of the marriage debate. What were you doing in the Australian Christian Lobby uh, while uh, those uh, issues were being addressed by Lyle Shelton as the spokesman? Well, sure. I mean, I was uh, Chief of Staff at ACL from 2014 through 2016, actually, and I uh, was Lyle's sort of... Uh, well, he, you're sort of his, his right-hand man, I suppose, in those times. You travel with him and you make sure that all the uh, things that Lyle needs to get done, get done. So I've been in the hurly-burly uh, of ACL uh, for a good whack of time and uh, always been uh, sort of intimately acquainted with what's going on there. Uh, in recent times, so 2016 through till uh, this appointment, I pioneered uh, the setup of ACL's Human Rights Law Alliance, which is their new legal arm. Uh, which essentially uh, has recently become a law firm uh, in order to uh, defend Christians who get in trouble with the law for living out their faith. 
Uh, and so that takes ACL's advocacy out of, uh, par- out of uh, the parliaments and into the courts uh, and really adds a new, uh, new strength there. But I suppose in that role, one of the things I saw, and I saw this as chief of staff as well, uh, was what I could only describe as a rising tide of persecution against Christians even in our country. Uh, I saw more than 35 cases come across my desk that we assisted with where Christians were in trouble with the law, were facing legal persecution simply for living out their faith in Australia. Uh, These are university academics, these are university students, uh, these are uh, religious schools, um, these are people who work for the public service. Uh, I could go on uh, for ages with, with the examples that we have of people who just speak up uh, or believe something, and, and they have moves against them, against their job, against their professional accreditation, against their statements of beliefs in organisations, uh, and all this kind of thing. It's real lawfare, we call it, uh, where people use the law to try and punish uh, the expression of belief. So I, I was seeing that more and more, and uh, I suppose I saw some of the struggles that a guy like Lyle had, and um, that the Christian lobby had in the, in the heat of political debate, and, and just see a real need that is emerging for uh, somebody with uh, a knowledge of those issues and a knowledge of the legal challenges and religious freedom uh, to step up and to make sure that the church and that Christian believers in Australia remain free and that our politicians are aware of these issues. Um, So it's been a journey for me and I'm excited actually to step into the next, I suppose, a new level where uh, we start addressing these issues in the politics when the laws are made uh, rather than downstream when things go wrong in the courts. Martin, let's just dwell on something here for a moment because while we have been talking significantly about the loss of freedoms in Australia, yeah. uh, you're describing your role and having set up the Human Rights Law Alliance and you mentioned that there were 35 cases that you've already uh, had on your books uh, yeah. that you've been helping with, uh, where this sort of lawfare idea, uh, people who've been standing for their faith in Christ, standing for their beliefs, have been challenged or they have been dragged before uh, tribunals and courts, and you've already been dealing with those people at that point. For those people who are wondering just how important issues are of freedom that we're facing this year, uh, what's your encouragement to people that this sort of lawfare is already happening? Um, well, I mean, uh, there's, there's, ex- I mean, um, are you looking for examples of, of, of where that's happening? Well, I just think uh, that there are some who are saying, what's all this talk about losing sure. our freedoms? I don't feel like we're losing oh, our yeah, freedoms. Sure. But, but when it comes to this issue of freedoms, uh, what you're dealing with, with the Human Rights Law Alliance, uh, has demonstrated that this yes. is not something for the future. This is actually oh, yeah. already happening. Oh, absolutely, and there's, um, this is one of the um, difficulties, we, difficulties we have, pardon me, uh, because we have these cases that we're seeing every day, but these are not things that are very widely known uh, in, in, in the public. Um, but, but certainly, uh, we've seen public servants come to us who have uh, said, well, you know, uh, I, I spoke up about my beliefs, uh, or my organisation put out a statement, um, and I, I, I objected to it, and now my job's at risk. I've been put under discipline. Um, I, I may lose my job. We've had a school teacher come to us, and in his own private time on Facebook, he posted about his convictions around marriage and family, uh, and he was put under disciplinary investigation by the education department. Uh, we've had a university academic who's had her uh, accreditation with her university uh, brought under review because she gave talks on human sexuality at, um, at a, a church and at a school. 
Uh, we've got a pastor in Tasmania who wrote a blog about these issues as well, uh, and he's been hauled before the Anti-Discrimination Commission in Tasmania, much like Archbishop Julian Porteous was before him. And Julian Porteous's case was dropped, but Campbell Markham's case, the present one, is probably going to end up in the Tasmanian Supreme Court. So there's endless examples, institutions as well. I mean, we've got a, 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 a faith-based schools, for example, that are facing lawsuits because they have Christian convictions around, you know, whether or not boys are boys and girls are girls, really basic stuff, um, and they're getting sued. So um, this, this is something that I've been dealing with for some time. A lot of these cases are just really sensitive, so it's, it's hard to get good PR around them because there's non-disclosure clauses and you know, people aren't allowed to talk about what's going on in, when, at the negotiation stage, and hence the difficulty in getting publicity. But I want to assure people that this is very real. It's very, very real. And um, we've been warning of it for a little while because over in places like Canada and Western Europe and increasingly the United States, we are seeing this kind of thing really take off. And there's a number of Supreme Court cases right now in the United States dealing with these issues. So they're a little further down the road than we are. Um, and we may end up in the High Court with some of them. Um, but we've known it was coming and, 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 and we're there. And I don't want people to be alarmed, but I do want people to be alert um, and to understand that the times we're in are changing a little. Um, and it's time for Christians to be mobilised uh, in order to uh, speak to politicians, in order to get active in the political process, and in order to speak out for their beliefs. And I think the Australian Christian lobby gives people a real opportunity to do some of those things. One of the things that uh, we're looking forward to is increasing our grassroots activism, letting Christians live out their faith by getting involved and speaking up for truth, speaking up for the gospel, and speaking up for all that's right uh, in order to get legislative change in our country. Um, in the marriage campaign, we actually shifted, the marriage campaign shifted 1.5 million votes in 90 days, which is unheard of in the political history of this country. Um, and if we can harness that kind of energy, we can really start to be a force for good uh, and the church can find its voice again. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. Martin, I think listeners will be able to hear in your presentation as you talk about those things that uh, in your new role you're going to be able to articulate these issues very strongly. Uh, some people might be concerned. Uh, Lyle Shelton moving out of his role with the Australian Christian Lobby and uh, joining the Australian Conservatives and wondering whether he's going to leave a big hole. Uh, the strength of the foundations of the Australian Christian Lobby. What's your encouragement to people that, uh, that uh, even though Lyle might be moving on, and uh, moving into a different uh, area of the battlefield, as he calls it, uh, that there is a strong foundation for the Australian Christian Lobby for the future. Well, Lyle's a great man, there's no doubt about that, and I've had the privilege of working alongside him. Um, but, you know, his particular skills and talents are not going to go to waste. I mean, they are going to be brought to a new level uh, when he activates himself in the uh, political world. Uh, in terms of ACL itself... Um, I'm excited about where ACL stands. It is true that I inherit an organisation that is far stronger, uh, far better equipped and far better resourced uh, than the one that Lyle inherited some years ago. We've come a long way. Uh, we're talking supporters in the realm of 110,000 people. That's bigger than any political party in Australia. Uh, we're talking about... Um, uh, we're talking about uh, a, a group that has shifted all those votes, 1.5 million uh, helped to shift those in the marriage campaign. So there's real effectiveness. And you look at that and you say, well, over a longer period of time on some of these big issues, what could we actually achieve? Uh, and so I suppose we stand where we stand stronger than ever. 
Um, and it's just a matter of people uh, continuing to engage and continuing to see the significance of what ACL is doing and continuing to support ACL. I think actually there's a real concern that is emerging uh, in this country about the uh, situation in politics. Um, it's true that increasingly politicians tell you what their focus groups tell them to tell you, whereas people are looking for conviction and they see a group like ACL and they say, well, you, we, we, we tell people what we believe, and we really do, um, and we stand up for what we believe, uh, and we are strong in that fight. Uh, and we desire, I mean, I desire everyone's prayers that we would continue to be strong in that fight. So I think we have the resources available. Uh, we just need the prayers. We need God's wisdom and blessing. Um, and, uh, and as we craft uh, our campaigns around key issues like religious freedom, which we've just discussed, I'm optimistic that with God's help, we can actually get some real change on the table. Martin, a lot of our listeners will look forward to getting to know you and this is a regular segment that we'll do each week and we'll get an update and uh, oftentimes when I frame the way we talk about the update it's like a look at the uh, political agenda for the week ahead. Now Parliament is back today and they started off with an ecumenical church service. Uh, did you have the opportunity to go to that service at all Martin? I, I, I did have the opportunity, uh, Neil, and uh, I have to say it was good. Uh, it was nice to see the parliamentarians reading from the scriptures, um, and it was nice to see um, uh, you know, the, the parliament upheld in prayer for the new year. So uh, that was uh, excellent, and uh, you, know, you just hope sometimes that some of the things that are said uh, really resonate with those that are there. Uh, it's nice to have Christians in the parliament that could attend as well. Um, and, you know, I think we should all make uh, our prayers uh, today at the start of the parliamentary year that God would be honoured uh, in our parliament. I mean, uh, there's been some changes of late, which uh, we worry about on that front, but God is uh, still there. God is still in control. And uh, I think when God's people seek his face and they pray, uh, and of course, in, in Timothy, Paul says we should pray for our governing authorities, um, that we would have religious freedom, that we'd live quiet and godly lives uh, and that the gospel would proceed. So I think we should make that our prayer as well. And Martin, some of the big issues this week. I mean, the parliamentarians are coming back from the summer recess. Uh, issues like the citizenship issues, they are all still quite prominent, aren't they? Uh, economic battles, tax policies, uh, these are at the forefront. Uh, what are your thoughts about how things might get underway and those things that will be most prominent this week? Well, I think the government's going to try and start to build an economic narrative because historically it's the economic narrative that has uh, won elections and they're looking to claw back some poll territory, I suppose. Uh, the polls have been against them for yep. some time. There's a news poll out today that gives them a bit more ground. So I think they'll try and build an economic narrative. There'll be talk about tax. There'll be talk about that sort of thing, growth. Um, I wonder, though, whether that's changing a little, I think, as we realise how much we disagree about fundamental issues of worldview and morality and social policy. I wonder whether or not the economic narrative is, is, is getting a little weaker than it used to be. But uh, I do suspect that that's where they're going to go. And they're going to try and now turn the citizenship debate onto Labor, because there's a few Labor MPs that they're very seriously saying, well, you know, this person's got questions over their citizenship to try and, you know, go, put that behind them a little bit. Well, Martin Isles, uh, the new managing director of the Australian Christian 
Lobby. As we mentioned, uh, the resignation of Lyle Shelton on the weekend, and he's joining the Australian Conservatives. Uh, I'll look forward to some good engagement with you on the issues over the times ahead, Martin. I'll point people to the Australian Christian Lobby website. No doubt there'll be some official statements there for people to follow on and get some detail about what's been happening with the changes there at the Australian Christian Lobby and with Lyle Shelton moving into his new role. acl.org.au Martin, I want to just say uh, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us again today and uh, look forward to our next opportunity to catch up and uh, we'll get into some of the meaty issues when we do. Thanks for joining us, Martin. Thank you, Neil. I really appreciate it. Well, Martin Isles from the Australian Christian Lobby in his new position as the Managing Director. Uh, What you might have caught is that Lyle Shelton resigned on the weekend and is joining Corey Bernardi's Australian Conservatives. Uh, Lyle Shelton joining uh, Australian Conservatives uh, in a role uh, which is to be the Federal Communications Director. He made the announcement yesterday and uh, revealed that he was leaving his position from the Australian Christian Lobby to pursue the partisan side of politics. Uh, So uh, I want to make a special welcome, Lyle Shelton, who's joining us uh, to give us some update on some of the moves and changes over the weekend. Hello, Lyle. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks very much, Neil. Uh, Lyle, uh, normally I'm talking to you as the uh, Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby and uh, you might have heard some of our conversation there with Martin Isles, your successor. Just uh, for listeners that might be concerned that somehow or other there's been a falling out and uh, that you've dumped the ACL, uh, what are your uh, perceptions on on how this transition actually has come about and and what's happened on the weekend? Yeah, Neil, I'm... I'm, uh uh, absolutely delighted with the way uh, the transition has occurred and um, it, it will have come as a, a bit of a surprise perhaps to many of your listeners, uh, to yourself. Um, it was something that we necessarily had to keep under wraps to protect uh, ACL and AC and I'm just delighted with the way we've been able to execute the transition and the announcement over the weekend and I'm just thrilled to hear Martin uh, on your program now. Um, he's so so eloquent and so godly and uh, I just know that he's going to do a terrific job in that role in fact that was one of the things that gave me uh, great comfort and and I guess confirming of what I felt was God's direction in, in making this step uh, the fact that someone as capable as Martin uh, was willing uh, to step into the role and uh, that the board uh, saw saw uh, fit to appoint him so I'm really thrilled about ACL's future uh, but also looking forward to, to um, a different path for myself not leaving the battlefield, but just going to a different part of that battlefield uh, for the values that uh, we all share. Uh, Lyle, a lot of people won't be surprised that you're making this transition into political life in the way that you are. Uh, For some, it's been expected. Uh, It appears to be really quite good timing at the start of a new political year. Uh, Is there any insight here, something maybe we don't know that maybe you do, about possibilities even of an early federal election? What are your thoughts on, uh, on how things might pan out this year? No, I have no real insights into that, uh, Neil. I guess for me, the timing uh, seemed right uh, in the wake of the marriage campaign last year and just the sense of how badly we were let down by parliamentarians. Uh, from, from my perspective, who uh, should have uh, done more to uphold the issue of marriage, uh, should have done more to uphold uh, basic things like freedom of speech and freedom of religion. And, and I realised these things were not even being fought for in the parliament by people who claimed to be on the conservative side of politics. So that was a big 
that was a big um, uh, shift for me, seeing that it stunned me, and I just thought, uh, uh, I just felt very drawn into the, the political battle, battlefield, which meant leaving ACL because it's a non-party partisan advocacy group, and I agree with that strategy, but I also agree that we need uh, good people to be in the political game, to take sides in, in political parties and to engage in the battle for ideas there. And uh, so seeing uh, so many uh, supposedly conservative parliamentarians uh, let us down, uh, I really felt it was important to, to get into to that fight, and I'm delighted to be able to join uh, Senator Cory Bernardi's uh, fledgling uh, political movement, the Australian Conservatives. Lyle, some will be saying, uh, is uh, is your pursuit a Senate seat or will you look to the lower house uh, or will you go with whatever opportunities come your way? What are your thoughts on, on where you might move uh, as as opportunities arise? Well, Australian Conservatives, like um, like most political parties, is, is democratic and uh, there'll be a pre-selection uh, process for positions in uh, the lower house and the upper house. Uh, I've returned to my home state of Queensland, and, and yes, I, I would like to seek pre-selection at the appropriate time uh, with uh, the party. But at the moment, um, I'm privileged to be uh, given a position in the party to help with their uh, communications, both uh, here in Queensland, where, where I'm now based, uh, but also to play a national role as a spokesperson. And um, that's a great privilege. So um, this is a fledgling movement. Um, where it's, it's still building, and uh, I'm delighted to be joining the team to help uh, build that. And uh, I do expect to be contesting a position at the next federal election uh, subject to the party's uh, democratic pre-selection processes. Well, Lyle, your move is making a huge statement, perhaps a bigger statement than most people realise, because some who might be reading between the lines saying Lyle Shelton's making this move to the Australian Conservatives. You've made a determined uh, resolution to do that. Uh, what is this saying about traditional conservative politics in Australia? If you have to do that, what's happened to Australian conservative politics? What are your thoughts on what's happened on the conservative side? Well, I think we've got a crisis in Australian conservative politics and uh, I used the analogy yesterday in my launch speech in Toowoomba that uh, it's not the water uh, outside the boat uh, when you're out on the ocean that's the problem, it's the water inside the boat. And I see too much of the water of uh, political correctness, uh, cultural Marxism, identity politics, uh, what I call green uh, rainbow uh, left social policy uh, being adopted even by the conservatives uh, in so-called conservative parties. We saw this last year, particularly with the marriage debate, where so many uh, Liberal and National Party MPs, even Cabinet Ministers, voted in favour of redefining marriage. They couldn't even work out uh, something as basic as, as what the natural family is. Uh, and then they couldn't even vote in favour of reasonable protections for freedom of speech and freedom of religion. So I, I think that was a, a litmus test issue. That was an issue which just showed... Um, just how far conservative politics uh, has, has slipped, how, how far it's lost its compass. And uh, I believe that a movement uh, like Australian uh, Conservatives uh, can be a strong, reasonable alternative, a constructive alternative to help uh, bring the conservative side of politics back to its true north. And, and sadly, I think it needs a political movement uh, from the outside of the Liberal and National parties uh, to do that. I just think there's too much of the water in the boat uh, at the moment and um, it needs a, a fresh start. Lyle, you've done a, an incredible job building the Australian Christian lobby and as we heard from your successor, Martin, just a short while ago, 110,000 supporters uh, for the Australian Christian lobby. 
uh, now you're going to have a new direction and you're going to be looking for supporters. You're going to be obviously involved in some of the nuts and bolts of putting together a conservative voice with the Australian Conservatives. You'd be hoping that others will follow you. We keep talking about how the need is so prominent for uh, Christians to engage with the political arena. Uh, What's your encouragement for people who might have been wondering about the Australian Conservatives? Uh, You've made a huge statement in joining them. Uh, What are your thoughts about people who are getting uh, you're encouraging to get on side? Well, look, obviously, uh, like ACL, Australian Conservatives has been growing strongly and has a very substantial supporter base as well. Um, Senator Bernardi has built, uh, in a very short uh, period of time, a, a very large uh, grassroots political movement. Um, look, I think we need you know, lots of movements uh, that are uh, advocating for the values that you and I share and that your listeners share, um, be that ACL from an advocacy point of view, that's an indispensable role in our nation. And, and as I said, I'm just delighted that Martin is going to take uh, that forward to new levels. He'll take it to greater heights. Um, I do believe we need people involved in all of the political parties, and, and I do believe we need a political party uh, like uh, the Australian Conservatives to help unify uh, the conservative voice. Uh, and so that's what we're seeking to do. And if people uh, are interested in, in following our political movement, we, we'd love them to do that. But um, but I'm aware that people uh, are involved in the um, uh, involved trying to bring positive change uh, within the Liberal and National parties. That's great. Um, but if people want to follow our movement, uh, we would love to have them. We we believe that um, it's absolutely indispensable that we have uh, a movement like Australian Conservatives uh, because um, we're, we're not uh, we're not here to wreck conservative governments, but we are here to try and draw them back to the principles and the values uh, that really are true conservative values. Um, So people can go to our website, uh, conservatives.org.au. All right. Illustrative of a crisis in conservative politics in Australia, Lyle Shelton, who is joining the Australian Conservatives Party. He's going to be the Federal Communications Director. Lyle, good getting an update. Undoubtedly, we'll be talking again in the not-too-distant future as there are developments. And I always appreciate your support and friendship to listeners of Vision Christian Radio. And no doubt we'll have some opportunities to talk about the developing side of Australian Conservatives and especially as things heat up towards what will be an either early or sometime perhaps even later this year federal election. Lyle, thanks so much for taking some time to talk to us today on 2020. Pleasure, Neil. Thanks for having me. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.